Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Welcome to episode 44 the NEC Championship. Yep, we reviewed the final week of the NEC regular season on our last episode, and uh, this is the tournament. Now, before we get started on this... Oh, I didn't even give you any of your notes yet. I wanted to show you the table that I saw. You actually made a few comments during our recordings about how many errors that Coppin State had during the season. Now I was looking at regular. Like I was looking at the end of season stats, and there's a lot of stuff there. Um, and I was really looking at batting and pitching and things like that. But I was like, well, while I'm there, I might as well look at the errors. So I see Central Connecticut had the fewest at 46. But tied for second, uh, Wagner and Coppin State with just 57. So, what do you got to say for yourself? Oh, I think well, probably all, time to apologize was, to coach and the, the players, I think. It was only in, like, the middle of the season. It was, like, three games. So, that makes the end of season performance even better, then. I seem I to know. remember that was a comment near the end of the season, to be honest. Well, but. I... Well, I was talking about during, like, the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, just for the record, the average in the NEC was 75, so they were 18 under that. I did add them all up and divide by uh, 11. And um, Norfolk State had 104. That was the worst. Uh, Maryland Eastern Shore had 103, so that was nearly half of what they had. And then the next person is LIU with 89. Mm-hmm. So there's a few in the 80s there, but yeah, it goes 46, 57, 57, 60, 65, 72, 83, 84, 89, 100, 304. So 57, I think that's pretty good actually, right? Yeah. Yeah, I just wanted to put that little correction in there before we get to the actual uh, uh, tournament there. So, as always, history. Um, we didn't talk about the NEC tournament last year because we didn't even know anything about the NEC tournament last year because it was all about the MEAC. So, this is from 2022. Uh, this was held at Dodd Stadium in Norwich, Connecticut, which is pretty much where they've had it for, it looked like, about the last 10 years. So, talk us through what happened on uh, day one um, a year ago. Thursday, which was the... Thursday. Thursday, which is a Thursday. No. Shocker. Um, number one, LIU went, um, um, went against number two, Bryant. Um, no, apparently you don't know how to read. Uh, LIU, number one, uh, played FDU, who were number four, and they beat them ten to two. Yeah. You read across the page like a normal book, like okay. you were doing on, on a previous episode. All right. All right, game two. Bryant versus um, Central Connecticut, five to three. Yeah, um, Brian actually obviously not in the uh, NEC at all this year. Yeah. So I'm not sure. We, we did talk about actually on a future episode because we were actually recording these a little out of sequence. Um, the fact that, yeah, I said I think Brian had left. And um, yeah, sometimes that changes around. So Central Connecticut State were the number one seed for this one. Obviously, they were three a year ago. And Brian were one of the best teams in the number NEC. Number two. Yeah, and um, not there anymore. So I'm not quite sure what happened with that. Um, just four teams in this one. Um, there'll be one difference that we'll notice straight away. So, with it being double elimination, winners play winners, losers play losers. So, tell us what happened then on Friday, then. Um, on Friday, day two, number four, FDU, um, played number three, 
um Central Connecticut. Mm -hmm. Um Central Connecticut went ten to six. Mm -hmm. Um and then LIU number one LIU faced number two Bryant and won six to four. Ooh, I thought you were going to add a little extra on that. In 13 innings. Oh, my gosh. So, it was obviously close. I'm guessing it was 4-4. Four to four, And then 10, 11, 12. So, yeah, a bit of free baseball there in Norwich, Connecticut for that one. So, that takes LIU then straight through to the final because they've already had two wins. Um, it also sends FDU home because they've lost both of theirs. So, that means the Saturday's game then is against Central Connecticut State and Bryant. So, how did that one work out? We already saw they played on Thursday, right. but... Number two, Bryant won ten to eight against um number three, Central Connecticut. So that was actually their second win against Central Connecticut State, uh, which then would take it into the final. Now, actually, difference would have been this year. They would have played one game on the Saturday and then one game on the Sunday. But there was a possibility the tournament could have ended if they did it that way. But hey, um, how did a Sunday go then? So um, Bryant needs to win both of these if they want to become champions. Um, Bryant. Won seven to two against LIU, mm -hmm. and then LIU won seven to zero against Bryant. <laughs> of course, you always have the advantage of being able to save players and kind of hoping you can drain the other team in the game one, and then if it does get to that game two, you can put your best players out at that time. So um, I do like that format in terms of you. Both players have the same amount of tiredness. If you have to play two games, both teams have to still play both. So sometimes I'll do it over different days, or one team will play earlier and then they have to play. But the other team's fresh. I, I don't quite like that dynamic, so I think that was a good way of doing it. So, yeah, actually, last year, LIU were the number one uh, seeds. Um, they went on to win the tournament. Um, this year is slightly different. Um, there's six teams qualified because there was more teams enter. Obviously, they, they took all the MIAC teams in. So there were six teams, and number one and number two actually had a bye on the Wednesday. But first of all, tell us about the tell us about the stadium because it's actually uh, it wasn't held in Norwich, Connecticut this year. Um. Heritage Financial Park is a baseball park in Wappingers Fall, New York. It opened in 1994, and the stadium was named Dutchess Stadium from 1994 to 2023. So, pretty much most of its lifetime, though. Uh-huh. The team completed a naming rights deal with Heritage Financial Credit Union in March 2023, and is the home field of the Hudson Valley Renegades minor league baseball team. Mm -hmm. In 2021, the team joined the High A East as an affiliate for the New York Yankees. And other things relating to this, each April, the stadium hosts the Hudson Valley Baseball Classic Anigo. between Marist College and the United States Military Academy. Yeah. Um, you remember, it's five hours away, right? I know. Okay, just checking. Um, on July 15th, 2014, it was announced that Manhattan College's baseball team would play all of its home competitions at the stadium. Uh, the team played its final season in 2019 before returning to Van Cortlandt Park. Uh, probably a good job they did return with, uh, with COVID. You don't want to be traveling all those extra distances as well. Um, in addition to concession, I put this part in Jake's. If you wanted to go, I thought this would. Now, I'm probably not doing myself any favors here. You're going to want to go even more now. The stadium features a kids area, which includes an ice cream shop and play I areas. I want to go. The entire field, uh, excluding the pitcher's mound and home plate areas, was converted to AstroTurf in the spring of 2014. I want to go. That's what I figured. Now, they did announce uh, some players of the year before oh, wait, the I tournaments. Our special guest, Heel Cat. Uh, 
And yes, he just got out of a basket. He just plopped on the floor next to us. Um, they did announce uh, players of the year before the tournament. So these are off on May 23rd. Uh, I hope I'm pronouncing this correct. Uh, Sam Mongali. Uh, he led the league in runs, 75. Hits, 87. Slugging, 760. And OPS, 1.247. Oh my gosh. Uh, Mongali's 20 homers have tied the NEC Baseball single year record. And the shortstop is the Pioneers' first ever uh, player of the year on a re. So, uh, sorry, that was player of the year. Uh, pitcher of the year was uh, Dominic Niman uh, from Central Connecticut State. Uh, he led the circuit with 10 wins, an ERA of 2.98, and his fifth in opposing batting average at 2.43. And he's the Southpaw is the first Blue Devil in 20 years to claim the honor. Rookie of the year went to Frankie Ferentino of at MC underscore athletics. I'm trying to think who, um, is that Merrimack? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, which team would fit for MC? You can look that up while I'm reading. Uh, three-time NEC Rook ROTW honoree that hit 304 on the farm. Uh, sorry, in the year. Ferentino led his squad with 10 homers, and the Warriors backstop is the program's first ever NEC Baseball Major Award winner. I don't think there's any other teams I that think start it's Merrimack. With... Yeah, I don't see any others that start with M, so I think it's got to be. And last one, um, Coach of the Year was Charlie Hickey, also from the Central Connecticut State. Um, led them to the first NEC Baseball regular season since, uh, at Crown since 2006. Uh, Hickey's COTY accolades time for the most in NEC history. And the other thing that they announced was as well, they announced the uh, all-second team and all-conference first team. So, I remember you made some predictions when we were in the car. You said, certain, well, obviously, Coppin State podcast. Um, who do you think might have made um, either the second team or first team? If you were making those predictions, you mentioned a few players. So um, I think Jordan Hamburg. Okay. Might. For uh, first or second. First. Okay. He's, um, because he he's a good hitter and yeah. pitcher. Yeah, he's a double threat. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. I don't know. Alright, so you want to leave it at that? Alright, let me tell you that. I heard Brett you also... might be um, center fielder for the second team. I heard you also make a shout for Mike Dorsey as well. I remember you saying that. So, I think if I fold this in half, this might be better. This is a little bit small. Um, but I'll let you look at the second team. See if you recognize any names on there. Obviously, we only know really the Coppin State players. So, there might be some of those other players you might not recognize. Um, I think that name you might recognize there, though. I recognize it. Trey Page. Yeah. Um, Delaware State. That was the one player when we went back to Delaware State. We was like, oh, I remember that. I remember him. Uh, yeah, he's a junior. No um, Coppin players. Uh, I reckon No, no Coppin players on the second team. I recognize that name as well, and so did you as well originally. Uh, Jake Mastillo, because it sounds a little bit like Castillo. So we, we missed kind of read that at one point. But yeah, no one particularly on there that kind of we stood out for. So shall I give you the first team then? Yeah. All right. There's your first team. Oh, Brett, Brantley Cutler. I recognize him. Oh, I didn't even notice that when I was looking. Uh, yeah, that would be from uh, Maryland Eastern Shore. Still yep. no Coppin players. No Coppin State players on the first and second team. I was genuinely shocked when I saw that, Come to be on. honest. And I have to agree with you. Um, even if they didn't think Jordan Hamburg was first team, I was shocked. That's kind of an insult, personally, that he didn't even make I the know. second team. He should. Um, he's a finalist in that two-way player exactly. thing, the John Oler Award. Yeah. And, um, yeah, he was always they, a threat for home runs. Yeah, they, they walked even... him continually because yeah. they knew that he could hit. Um, they never even put him on the team. Didn't even make it onto the team. Yeah, um, I recognized a couple of other names. Uh, 
Santa Diamato. Uh, I recognise that from one of the recordings that we did. Uh, Recobaldo, I seem to remember that name as well. That sounded a little familiar. But yeah, um, some of these teams were only saw like one time. So it's, the names don't always stick quite as much. Um, obviously, Sam Mongelli was in that team. If he was player of the year, he was obviously going to make it onto that uh, roster as well. Uh, one fact about Trey Page. I saw this on Twitter. Um, he's actually left Delaware State, even though he's a junior. Uh, on Twitter, he said, due to an unexpected coaching change, I've decided it is best to decommit from Penn State. So I didn't even know he was going to Penn State. Uh, I'm extremely excited to announce that I'll be using my final year of eligibility at the University of Kentucky. Uh, couldn't be more excited for this opportunity. Go Cats. Now, Delaware State lost a lot of players to seniors, if you remember, on senior day. And now they've lost Trey Page as a junior as well. So they're going to need to bring in a lot of players next season. But that can't be a good thing for Delaware State to lose um, somebody as good as Trey page from that team as well i, um, I only remember trey page because you thought that he was trey young <laughs> well i couldn't remember his, i knew it was trey and then yeah i got <laughs> i got it mixed up a little basketball bit player. i did well well i didn't think it was a basketball but i said the basketball player's name by accident um absolutely i did that all right so let's start off on with uh wednesday's games then um all right, UMass versus FDU. The mm -hmm. first inning, FDU scored two, mm -hmm. and that was it. <laughs> that, that was it. Uh, yeah, number three, FDU versus number six, UMass. Uh, low, low hitting in this, uh, good pitching. Uh, UMass. 159. One uh, minute under two hours. Yeah, the game was under two hours. Started at 11 a.m. Uh, four hits for UMass, three for FDU. One error from UMass, which I'm guessing is probably what cost them the game then. Uh, Rich uh, Recobaldo uh, was the starter who went eight and two. And uh, Noah Covington took the loss. And uh, basically, I printed out the scoring summary, Jay, because there wasn't much on. In the first inning, Sanders flied out to right field uh, for a sacrifice and an RBI. And then uh, Diamato singled to left field for an RBI. And uh, that, that was the two runs. That was it. Uh, the UMass pitcher went eight innings, one earned run, one bases on balls, eight strikeouts, and took the loss. Ouch. That's a heck of a performance. And uh, Racobaldo went nine innings, zero earned runs, one walk, and 11 strikeouts. Wait, nine innings? Yeah, he went a complete game. Full game. Complete game. Yeah. Um, FDU senior Rico, this is from uh, northeastconference.org. Mentioned the fact that he was a highlight performance. It was his first complete game in history. Uh, first career shutout. And he recorded a career-high 11 strikeouts. Uh, just four walks. So, yeah. Great pitching performance to begin with. Uh, what about game two? Um, game two was um, Long Island University versus Sacred Heart. Mm -hmm. Was this the... a low-scoring affair as well? <laughs> not, not even close. In the first inning, Sacred Heart scored one. In the third, they scored one. In the fourth, they scored 12. Now, you're going to regret not being there because you want to know what happens when you get more than oh 10 in one inning. So, oh, we might be able to watch that game on uh, YouTube or something and rewind it to that inning just so we can see what happened. Perhaps we'll see if we can find it. I want to watch the fourth um, and the fifth because in the fifth, um, Sacred Heart scored seven. And uh -huh. I actually want to be there so I could get all of those runs, <laughs> all of the balls. Because there probably was home runs. Uh, um, in the sixth, um, LIU scored two, and Sacred Heart scored two. Mm -hmm. The final score is twenty-three to two. It was. The game ended in seven. 
they do actually have a mercy rule in this tournament, um, unlike the uh, tournament we're going to be talking about in the next episode. So, uh, yeah, no errors from either team, just 19 hits for Sacred Hearts. Their bats were obviously very hot. I know. Uh, LIU had seven. Game time, two hours and 33. I was going to say, that's not very long for that, but then obviously there was shorter game. So they didn't have to bat in the oh, bottom yeah. of the seventh, and they didn't have to play the eighth and ninth at all. So, um, yeah, that would be the reason for that one. Uh, LIU starter was uh, Alec Huetes. Uh, 3.1 innings. Um, he probably Eight got, earned runs. He probably got pulled out after a while. Yeah, and then, then the person that came in for him, DeCastro, 0.1 of an inning, three earned runs. Uh, Ryan Cross came in and no innings recorded, but gave up two earned runs. Uh, Ewan Panjwani came in, 0.1 innings, and gave up four earned runs. And then PJ Moritz came in for two innings and gave up five earned runs. So basically every single person that came in from LIU got hit pretty hard, unfortunately, for them. Um, do you want to know about what happened in that innings where they were, the fourth and fifth, where they scored 19 runs? Uh -huh. All right. Uh, Kovalchik tripled to right center. Uh, Jaslowski singled to right center. Emerson doubled. Donnelly doubled to right field. Uh, Galetti singled to left field. Uh, Jaskowski, and once again, he batted twice in the inning, JJ. I guess so if you had 12 runs, right? Uh -huh. uh, he advanced to second. Uh, Jordan hit by a pitch, and Demori singled to left center. Um, that was the, the scoring place for that. And in the fifth, Kovalchik singled. Uh, Mongeli hit by a pitch. Jordan walked. Uh, Diamori uh, singled to left field, and Emerson doubled to center field. And uh, yeah, 18 runs without response. <laughs> um, the 23 runs were the most scored in an NEC tournament since CCSU. Matched the conference record with 25 runs in a win against Wagner in 2006. And uh, yeah, Sacred Heart had 19 hits on the day. So yeah, after a really tight pitching performance in that game one, uh, than the exact opposite in the second one. It was number five versus number four. Yeah, and so far... But they... number four shouldn't be... Um, that much better than No, they shouldn't. Five. They shouldn't really. Uh, but both, so far, everything's been going to form. Now, they did have one warm game on this one. They had the loser's bracket straight away. So, the two teams who lost played in the nightcap. Right. And uh, whoever loses this one is going home. So, what happened in the All end right. game then? UMass versus LIU. In the first, LIU scored one. In the second, LIU scored one. In the fourth, UMass scored two. In the fifth, um, LIU scored four. In the eighth, LIU scored Two. Final score? Eight, two. Yep. Do you want to carry on reading? There's a few more things in that box score that might catch your uh, eye. 11 hits for um, LIU, 5 for UMass. Seven errors by UMass. Seven. <laughs> um, seven errors is the most I've seen in the game. Uh, seven p.m. Ever, I think it started at seven p.m. It did. It was the evening game, so they have to do this so they know who moves on to the next round. But yeah, one team gets to go home straight away. Uh, two hours from LIU. Obviously, having just gotten beaten by Sacred Heart, it didn't get to them too badly. Uh, for UMass, uh, uh, Evan Niblett started four point one innings, uh, six runs, but only three of them earned. Not surprisingly, with seven errors, that's going to happen a lot. And um, in total, there was only four earned runs so the other four were all unearned runs because the errors and uh, Garrett Yawn uh, nine innings five hits two runs and no earned runs and I'm just suddenly realizing JJ this is the game that we watched this is the one that we watched on ESPN3, I think, oh, right? Yeah, yeah. So we saw it was on, so we didn't catch the whole game. We watched probably about the I, third, fourth, and I th actually. I didn't see the LIU and Sacred Heart game on mm. TV. You said you did or you wanted to? I went to. Oh, okay, yeah, you didn't come down, I watched it. <laughs> I watched some of it. Yeah, no, you did, because we saw the inning where there when was four stop? runs. When did I stop watching? Yeah. Uh, when the game finished. 
<laughs> no, uh, when I went to read to you at night time, and then I came back and watched the end of it. Now, I hadn't noticed this before, but as I was looking through the scorecard, um, with two outs, second baseman Christopher Hund from Woodbridge, Virginia, Woodbridge, what? stole third and then scampered home after the throw to third to get past the third baseman to make it 6-2. So when we did our review of uh, Navy, we talked about, oh my gosh, and I've gone and forgot his name, uh, the basketball player who played at Navy. Oh my gosh. He I played for the San remember. Antonio Spurs. Uh, he was from Woodbridge, Virginia as well. Um, so yeah, this player graduated from Woodbridge Senior High School in 2021, four-year starter and three-year captain of the baseball team, and second team all-conference as a senior, played third base as a freshman, shortstop as a junior, and second base as a senior. Wow, that's a bit of versatility there. That's useful to have someone on your team who's played um, a season in three different positions. And also complete, competed in indoor track and field for two seasons. Um, this, in 2022, he hit 231. Um, he started every game at second base at the NEC tournament and NCAA regionals after hitting 351 uh, from April 14th through the close of the season. And he got three of his four homers in one game against Bryant. <laughs> that would be a pretty memorable game. And uh, 2023 Academic All District from College Sports Communicators. Uh, he had his first career Grand Slam this year, JJ, in April 22 against Merrimack. And he delivered a walk-off RBI single to cap the 12-11 rubber game win versus Sacred Heart on April 2nd. So, yeah, next year we'll be uh, keeping out, uh, keep an eye out for a bit of a local boy as far as we're concerned. Now, I don't think you have Thursday's games on here, no. so let me switch sheets with you. All right. So this is the teams that have both lost one game so far as well, I believe. Um, um, Ari, Sacred Heart versus um Central Connecticut. Um, in the f in the second, Sacred Heart scored one. In the sixth. Um, Central Connecticut scored four. Um, in in the eighth, um, Sacred Heart scored one, and in Central Connecticut scored one. The final score was five to two. Uh, ten hits against five. Three errors from Central Connecticut State, but they still took the win. Uh, Dominic Nimmon was the starting pitcher. Seven innings, uh, only three hits, uh, one earned run. And starting for Sacred Heart was uh, Jake McDowell. Five point two innings, uh, four hits, only two earned runs. So pretty good pitching by both of them. Mm -hmm. um, NEC Pitcher of the Year Dominic Nimmon had an NEC tournament record with fourteen strikeouts. That's pretty impressive. That guy who had eleven earlier that seemed good in a short game as well. Um, a day after fourth seeded SHU exploded for 23 runs in a game win over LIU. Um, they obviously couldn't repeat that feat in this game. Um, and uh, that was his 11th win of the season. Pretty impressive stuff. All right, now I think we're playing against the teams that I think um, Wagner, I don't think, has lost at this point. I don't think uh, FDU, oh, has FDU lost at this point? I don't think so. I don't know. I don't remember. All right, um, in the first inning, FDU scored one. Wagner scored two. In the second inning, Wagner scored seven. Oof. In the third, FDU scored one. Wagner scored two. And in the sixth, um, Wagner scored two. Final score is 
13 to 2. In seven innings as well. Um, the game ended. That was as much as they needed. Uh, 12 hits to 7. Look at the number of errors again, JJ. Wow. Uh, FDU with five errors in this game. Uh, FDU's starter was Nicholas Ferretic. Only went two innings, but gave up nine runs, but only four of them earned. So that shows you how many errors they were. So his defense is not helping him out there at all. And then Ian Barrett came in for four innings. Uh, starting pitcher for Wagner was uh, Connor Hayden, who took the win. Nine and one on the season. So obviously a very good pitcher. Uh, five innings, only two earned runs. And then uh, Jagger Duquette came in for the close. Uh, two innings and no hits. So particularly impressive. Um, obviously you read some big numbers here. The first three innings was pretty much the game. So okay. Wagner in the first, two runs, three hits. Um, and that was it. The second inning, seven runs on four hits and three what errors. What is LOB? Left on base. Mm -hmm. And uh, the third inning, two runs, two hits, and one error. So, yeah, three errors in one inning on a time when they're getting on base anyway. Ouch. That's going um, to be particularly painful. And then I think you need the nightcap game as well. So I think this is also the elimination game. Um, LIU versus Sacred Heart. I think they've both lost a game at this point. Alright, in the first inning, LIU scored two. In the second inning, Sacred Heart scored two. In the fourth inning, Sacred Heart scored four. In the fifth inning, LIU scored two. Um, the final score was six to four. Eleven hits to nine, one error for Sacred Heart. Uh, the winning pitcher was uh, Charlie Costello, uh, six and two on the season, five innings, uh, just two hits given up in. Wow, that's impressive in five innings. Uh, the starter was Jack Kramer, four innings, four earned runs. Uh, the loss went to um, the LIU pitcher Dominic Pietto, uh, three and six on the season, three innings, six earned runs. Ouch. Uh, Jack uh, Vidoran came in, four point two innings and no earned runs. So yeah, it kind of got away from him a little bit there. And um, number four, Sacred Heart, and number five, LEU, met for the second time in 27 hours. So they played again in the nightcap on the previous day, and then they played again. So just the way it goes on the tournament with double elimination. Uh, Sam Mongelli, that player of the year, went four for four, and is eight for 12 over three games in the tournament with a 733 on base percentage. That, that's absolutely ridiculous how good a performance that is. And then now we're moving on to Friday's games. So actually at this point, um, I got this wrong earlier. Central Connecticut State haven't taken a loss. Uh, Wagner hasn't taken a loss either. Every game has gone to uh, form so far. The first three days, whoever the high seed is, they won. That's all going to change today. So, tell us about Friday. Um, in the first inning, Wagner scored one. In the second inning, Wagner scored three. In the eighth inning, Wagner scored four. Um, Central Connecticut scored two. And in the ninth, Central Connecticut scored one, eight to three. Yeah, they needed six runs, which was always going to be difficult. Very close on hits, though. 11 to 10. It's just when they got them at the time. Uh, Wagner starter Frankie Wright, 4 and 3 on the season. 7.2 innings, only two earned runs. And uh, Central Connecticut State's uh, Jake Newman took the loss. Uh, two innings and four earned runs. So kind of got away from a little bit. And Tim Buchek came in as well. Uh, 5.2 innings and four earned runs. Uh, Kobayashi finished 3 for 5 and scored twice. And uh, Ramon Jimenez, a second team All-NEC performer, went 4 for 5. And um, yeah, Wagner has its first chance now, and the chance to get its first NEC tournament crown in 23 years. Alright, tell us about Game 2 from Friday then. Um, Alright, Sacred Heart versus FDU. Uh -huh. In the first, FDU scored 2. In the second, Sacred Heart scored 2. In the 
third, Sacred Heart scored three, and then the fourth, FDU scored two. Final score, five to four. Five to four, so Sacred Heart also caused the upset, four beating three. Uh, nine hits for FDU, um, but they took the loss. Sometimes that's the way it goes, but they did have two errors. Uh, Sacred Heart did not start too good. The starting pitcher, Mitch Hawkins, uh, just one inning pitched and two earned runs, and then they pulled him. Um, FDU, similar, just one inning to begin with by Patrick Gardner, uh, gave up two runs, and then Brendan Madero came in, uh, eight innings to close and just two earned runs. Wow, that's a heck of a performance at the end. Um... With a mere one-run lead, FDU loaded the bases in the eighth on three, state si three straight Crazy. singles. Two swinging strikes and a 6-3 play for the final out end of the threat. So FDU had a chance to come back in this one. We saw it was just a one... You would think with a one-run game, if you get bases loaded in the eighth with no outs, you assume you're going to score at least one run. So yeah, it could have easily gone either way. But yeah, actually this was the first time, the first day when it actually switched around and teams started going. Uh, the lower seed was actually starting to win. So at this point in the tournament then, uh, Central Connecticut State and Sacred Heart both have one loss. Uh, Wagner's already in the final, waiting to see who they're going to face. So, tell us about Saturday Game 1. Um, um, Sacred Heart versus Central Connecticut in the first, Central Connecticut scored 1. In the second, Central Connecticut scored 1. In the 7th, Sacred Heart scored 1. In the 7th, um, Central Connecticut scored 2. 4 to 1. Uh, 12 hits for Central Connecticut, 6 for Sacred Heart, 2 errors again by Central Connecticut. They seem to be committing errors but getting away with it. Um, the reason there's slight pauses as Jay's reading the box scores out for this one, they're in a slightly different format to how they normally are. Normally when we get them, it lists like 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9 yeah. across the top and then the runs. This one just literally has groups of 3. So you kind of got to count to see, is it 1, 2, 3? Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So it just takes a little longer to process what's going on there. Uh, Mitch Hawkins took the loss as the starter. 1.1 innings. Gave up six hits, though. Mitch Hawkins uh, with, two... one, with one inning again. Oh, did he only have one inning earlier as well? Yeah. Ouch. Uh, CCU, uh, TJ Wainwright, uh, Wainwright sorry. Uh, seven innings, just one earned run. And then Vincent... Spizuoko, I hope I pronounced that right. Two innings, uh, no earned runs. Took the close. Um, yeah. Uh, it says the final score doesn't indicate how close, though, the Pioneers came to upending CCU with a ninth inning rally, um, but the team showed their mettle. So I don't quite know what happened. Oh, here we go. Uh, Sacred Heart loaded the bases in the top of the ninth, um, but that would be as far as they would get. Um, they managed to get a foul pop-up to the catcher, and then a foul out to the first baseman, and then uh, the pinch hitter fouled out to end the inning. So another one where bases loaded really near the end of the game, and uh, the pitchers came through. So a couple of close games. So the tournament could end then on the, the nightcap game on Saturday. It's, uh, it's Once again, it's Wagner versus Central Connecticut State. They already faced earlier, but Wagner already won. So Central Connecticut State needs to win this to extend the tournament into Sunday. So how did it go? Um, in the first inning, Wagner scored one. Central Connecticut scored two in the second. Central Connecticut scored two in the third. Central Connecticut scored one in the fourth. Wagner scored one. Central Connecticut scored one in the fifth. Central Connecticut scored one in the sixth. Central Connecticut scored six in the, in the 
The final score is 13 to 2. Mercy rule. Um, they had a chance to close it out, but couldn't do it. Uh, seven innings, 14 hits against six. A couple of errors from both teams. Once again, Central Connecticut making a few errors in this one. Uh, starting pitcher for Wagner really got away from him, unfortunately. Julian Chabot, uh, 1.1 innings, five hits, four runs. And um, later, Will Saxon-Meyer, one inning, seven runs. Ouch. Uh, four earned runs, so obviously part of that was because of the error. Uh, Luke Garofalo, uh, 4-0 on the season. Seven innings, uh, just one earned run, and only one walk. And actually, that was his first start of the season. He's actually a closer. So, um, obviously, in tournament play, you've got to bring in your pitchers. I've obviously pitched a lot. Um, you don't get to give him four or five days rest, so you've got to do what you got to do. So, uh, Luke Garofalo managed to extend this onto Sunday. So, both teams with one loss. Uh, this was on ESPN3 as well. Um, I watched most of this game, but we were actually at a disc. We were actually at a disc golf tournament, so I didn't get to see the first few innings. In the so. first inning, Wagner scored two. In the, the second inning, Central Connecticut scored two. In the third, fourth inning, Wagner scored one. Central Connecticut scored two. In the sixth inning, um, Central Connecticut scored one. In the seventh, they scored three. In, in the eighth, they scored four. Uh, 12 to 3. Final score, yeah, 9 innings, 12 to 3, 12 hits to 5. Two errors again. Like, every game, Central Connecticut seems to have at least two errors in the field. Um, but they still managed to get away with it. They did. They managed to get away with it. Um, particular performances, uh, certainly from Central Connecticut State, uh, batting, I think, uh, seventh in the lineup here, uh, Jimmy Sullivan, uh, sorry, not Jimmy Sullivan, Michael Torniero, uh, four at-bats, four hits. So, obviously, that was a big performance. Nobody else even Quick had DiMaggio. So, it says DiMaggio. It says DiMaggio? Where? Yeah, in the Wagner. Oh, it does? In yeah. one of the players? Yeah. Where? It's... It says Camacho. <laughs> My point, where does it say DiMaggio? Oh, oh, I missed that. Um, oh, that's his first name. Hmm. DiMaggio Cazares. Well, I'm guessing somebody's definitely a baseball fan then. I was looking for a last name when you said DiMaggio. That was his first name. Huh. Wait, Del Castillo. That's a, definitely an interesting one. I didn't see that. Uh, Wagner starter, John LaPointe, went uh, 2.1 innings, two earned runs. Uh, Daniel Merkel in the middle, four innings, uh, four runs. And um, that was all cease, All uh, Central Connecticut needed was uh, Dominic Neman again, the pitcher of the year. He uh, pitched com nine innings. Complete, complete game. game. Only five hits, uh, two earned runs, no walks. And he finished the season twelve and two, so not surprising. When he you, has a, you can see why they wanted to save him for the championship game. So it's so good that the other closer could pitch the full seven. I think innings. that he has a half point on that particular game. Uh, he had two earned runs in nine innings, which means his ERA is two. Mm. <laughs> That's what an ERA is. How many runs do you give up in nine innings? So he gave up two. So his earned ERA is average. two. Yep, earned run average. That's it. You got it. Um, Central Connecticut State, that's their third title in four years. And their eighth overall, which extends their own conference record. This is all from the NEC website. Again, I wouldn't have known this otherwise. And uh, coming on just two days rest, uh, Dominic Nimmon earned NEC tournament MVP honors. I'm sure for that game and also for the other game. Uh, Elliot Good hit a three-run homer to lead... To left in the seventh and had four BIs on the afternoon. Uh, Michael Tornio, we said, went four for four. He finished 10 for 19 on the tournament, bad 526. And uh, Ramon Jimenez, 
uh, had his 11th homer of the season in the 8th. He was 11 for 22, which is 500 in the tournament. And all four of those players made the all-tournament team. Not surprisingly, the all-tournament team was kind of dominated by uh, players from Central Connecticut State and uh, Wagner, because obviously they were the two dominant teams, um, as you would expect. Um, anything else you want to talk about about the NEC tournament? Because I'm sure you probably want to do the name uh, game, knowing you. No. Time name for game. name game, then? Yes. All right, let's do it. Alright, so the name game I did kind of go off topic. <laughs> so you mean it's not baseball? Some of them. Okay. Some of them. Alright. Some, some of them isn't sports, but you'll still get it. Oh my god. You'll still get it though. Okay, on the sports podcast, they're not even sports people? Okay, so right. we're just playing a game at this point then. Alright. Well, it's a name game. Well, thankfully mine, never, not, mine are baseball. So, okay. It's not sports name game. Well, well, it's a sports podcast, which is why we're but, doing the name uh, but game. But it's only called name game. All right, come on, tell us what it is. Let's cut to the chase. All right, M. Salah, Hamid, um... Mohamed Salah. Yeah. All right, well, since you basically told me the whole thing. Now, I was going to... There's five names. I was going to give you J. Joseph M., but I think we already had that before. Uh, John McGraw, he used to be the manager for the... Um, oh, well, too late. I already told you who it was now. So I decided not to I would that. not he, have guessed him. He played for the Orioles, and then he managed the... Um, I think it was the New York Giants in, like, the early 1900s. As soon as you named that... As so soon instead, as you said that name, I knew that he was a manager. Yeah, so instead, I went with W. Clement... So this is an older player. So this is definitely over a hundred years old. But he's a famous player, and it's not a trick. So his initials are de- his initials are definitely W and P. Uh, New York Yankees is probably the reason he's most famous, and he's probably more famous for not playing a game than for playing a game. I don't know. That's a nice cryptic clue. All right, do you want a more specific yeah. clue? Um, after he was after he didn't play. Uh, first base, somebody else decided to play 2,300 games consecutively, so he never got back. It was who took Lou Gehrig. because he had... Um, he had a headache. Yeah, he had a headache, so he took uh-huh. it off, and then Lou Gehrig um, replaced him. I just forgot his name, though. Alright, I'll have to tell you then. Oh, actually, I can give you his first name if this helps. Okay. Uh, Walter Clement P. He didn't go by Walter, though, but he went by a name very similar to that. I don't know. Wally Pip. Oh. You recognize the name though, I know yeah. that. Alright, go ahead. Um T Donnie T. T Donnie T. Is this sports? Yeah. No, this is sport. Is it baseball? Oh for goodness sake. This could be it's anybody. football. It's football. But T- you do know T- him. Tua Tyler. I don't know how you say his last name. Tiger Vilo. Tiger Vilo. You knew who I knew it was. It's the I wrote the entire first name. <laughs> <laughs> it's very long. Uh-huh. All right, well, I guess that was doable then, slightly. Now, I was going to give you E. Clarence M, but I was like, if I tell you that's an Orioles player, you're going to get Eddie Murray eventually, so that was too oh, easy. Yeah. So I went with this one instead. This is a bit of a trick one. It is an Orioles player, though. Uh, J. Wesley P. Jim Palmer. Uh, that's a great guess, but it's not Jim Palmer. I was just about to say his first name, as you know, it does not begin with J. So you're going to have to use the last name. So I need an Orioles player whose last name is a P. But Jim Palmer was very quick and well, would have would have worked J-B. nicely. So I think you know this player. You probably said this player's name. Current? Is it a current not a current player. No. But he does have a, a concession stand in Camden Yards. All right. 
The only concession stand I can think of is Boog's. That's who it is. Boog Powell. Okay. His real name is John Wesley Powell. So, because I was, I was thinking about it. I was like, oh, you know Boog Powell. As and, soon as you said concession stand. Of course. That's all me, I could think of. That's the most famous one. Because how am I supposed to um, know like a random concession? <laughs> well, that's why we know him. But you know he's an Orioles player, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's why he's There's in... There's also uh, similar one who played for the Red Sox. If that's... But he might be the same player. Oh, I don't know if he played for the Red Sox afterwards. I know he did play for some other teams, but um, I don't know who you're thinking of, so I can't confirm or deny at this point. All right. All right, last one. Um, C. Wait, this is not sports, but but it's um, it's it is in um United Kingdom. Okay. All right. Um, Charles the Third. Is that right? Yeah. I didn't even say anything. <laughs> it could have been. You said C and I guessed it. Yorkshire. <laughs> it could have been. Man, that's one of the best. That's when you guess like a Wheel of Fortune thing on one letter. That was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so were you, were you going to say Windsor at some point then? No. I don't know what Charles's middle name is. What's uh, his middle name? He probably has more um, than one. Philip Arthur. Philip was his dad, so I don't know where Arthur comes from though. And then did you have W as the last name? No. His last name's Windsor. <laughs> so yeah, you did George. So you didn't that's his first name. You have to give me the initial middle name and then the initial of the last name. So you didn't even write down his last name. I did. So you didn't no I did what Wikipedia said. Okay, but his last name is Windsor. But so, I did put the three slashes. So you you wouldn't have been able to give me the complete clue anyway. So it's lucky I got it on one letter. Alright, last one. Um M Lynn B. So the player's initials are MLB, and he plays in the MLB. Because your brother's initials are also MLB. And I can give you some teams that he's played for if you want a clue. Okay. He is a current player, I'll tell you that. He's probably He probably plays on most of the All-Star teams as well. So this is a big player. You will definitely know who this is, so I'm going to let you think for a well, little bit. All I can bit. think of with M is Mike Trout. But oh, I'm that's a shame. Him. That's a shame, then. Um, he is an outfielder, though, like Mike Trout. And he does play in the same uh, city as Mike Trout as well. Dodgers. Uh-huh. All right. Now I don't know. know any Dodgers players except... Oh, um, that's a shame. He used to play for the Red Sox, but he had a big trade to the Dodgers. I don't know. Um, I, um, the only Dodgers player who I know plays um, is Clayton Kershaw. Okay. I don't know if I can give a cryptic clue for... Well, no, because if I get you the last name, you're going to get anyway. Uh, it was Mookie Betts. Oh. I only know him for playing for the Red Sox. Ah, that's what I wondered. Well, I did say and that. And I know he got traded, but I just... Now, I talked about this the other day, because we started playing this game with your brother as well, so we're explaining. And I still said the easiest one you could do, as long as you know who this person is, would be K Mountain L. The uh, commissioner of baseball around the Black Sox scandal, Kennesaw Mountain Landis. So I was like, who has Mountain as a middle name? Like, there's no other well, people. I mean, that. So as long as you know who well, Kennesaw Mountain Landis is... If, if, as long as you know who that is, that would be the easiest clue possible. So anyway, I looked it up. I wanted to find out why. Um, his given name is a variant spelling of the site of the Battle of Kennesaw Mountain. So Kennesaw Mountain, the place, has two N's. He only has one N. Uh, it was a major battle of the American Civil War. I was like, JJ loves his wars. So i got to mention this. Um, his I father asked, was wounded at that. I asked to um, go to the um, Apotomix Courthouse or something like that. Well, since you don't know how to pronounce it, that's probably why we didn't take you, because we don't know. Well, I, f <laughs> I forgot. But, but it said as a kid, Kennesaw is obviously kind of an unusual name, right? Yeah. He went by Kenny. 
Or some people called him Ken. I was like, oh, okay. So if it would be like, most people wouldn't know your middle name, right? So it would just be Kenny Landis. That sounds like a perfectly normal name now. But yeah, I didn't realize that's why he had that name. It just always sounded a really strange name to me, but I never looked it up. So I went to the trouble. You said that you didn't do any research on yours this time because it was kind of a last minute thing. This is actually the third episode we've recorded in probably 24 hours. Yeah. So we And also you've been prepping for a future episode, which I guess we can promote right now as well. Um, while we're not available over the summer, oh, yeah. we decided to watch a Savannah Bananas Ball. Uh, versus the Yalls. Versus the Florence Yalls, because we knew that Marcus Castillo was going to be playing there. Mm -hmm. And we've got a little uh, Coppin State connection there. Yeah. So uh, that'll be an upcoming one as well. So yeah, Can you didn't have, really have time about, to um, come up with names. A Savannah Bananas edition. Oh boy. Well, oh, for the for the name game? Yeah. I don't really I'm know any that. of their play. I've only seen one game though. Like, I know Stilts. <laughs> but, why don't you just search up their entire roster? Well, his name was, what was it, Old Britain or something? Yeah, uh, Dakota Old Britain? Yeah. Oh, I don't even know if that's pronounced correct. That's the only player I know on their team. Oh, I, I know one more. I was going to pick him, but I just forgot his name. Okay, I know one more. Uh, Dan the Man. It's like Oblitz or something. He's their first baseman. Dan. He, was, he started in the commentary booth in the Stan first inning. Stan the Man. No, it wasn't Stan. It was I Dan. Know. It was Daniel. Wait, isn't, um, Stan but Stan the Man is mutual. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. Um, and is that why it's Dan the Man? Well, it rhymes. It's just a rhyming thing. That's it. Mm -hmm. All right, I think that'll do for this one. <laughs>